Well, we'll start. Merry Christmas to everybody watching. Uh, happy holidays, uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you may celebrate. I hope you uh, enjoy it, get to spend enough time with family and stuff during during this time. But we've got a uh, got a show to do, so we'll be talking a little bit about the transfer portal, how it's starting to shape up a little bit with quarterbacks finally naming some destinations, uh, and then we'll we'll get into some of the bowl games that we've yeah. seen over the last few days. So just go ahead and get right into it. Find a way to move the ball on offense. Down 7-3, their ball at their own 23 after the 8-yard return by Amin Hassan. Inside give, Anton Hall, big hole up the middle. He's at the 40, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, right hash mark 20. He's at the 15, 10-5, he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Navy midshipman, 77 yards for Anton Hall. Well, here we are uh, getting into the peak bowl season here in the next couple of days, of course. Uh, but I guess we'll just start this with the transfer portal news. Some, some quarterbacks, some big-name quarterbacks have recently named their destinations on where they will be going. Some of the names include Keaton Slovis. Uh, Devin Leary announced his destination, um, amongst others. And we'll, we'll get into these here in just a moment. Uh, as I go ahead, we're really going to discuss quarterbacks. Now, the big thing, Travis Hunter did exactly what we thought he was going to do. He went to Colorado. Uh, that was announced right oh, after we, we finished on Wednesday. Uh, he was going to end up yeah. in Colorado. Now, back to these quarterbacks. So and Devin that wasn't Leary, really Kentucky. too surprising. It wasn't surprising, but it was just the way everybody was making it out to seem like other teams really had a shot was weird to me. They didn't, and, and it, it was very clear. It Travis doesn't Hunter surprise was me. Like, they just wanted a talking point, probably, with his transferring. Yeah, I think it's partially drummed up just for the intrigue. Mm -hmm. Very likely, very likely. But either way, we move on here and we get into talking about some of these transfer quarterbacks. Now, we've talked about a handful of these already, but there are some bigger names that have started announcing their destinations. Devin Leary to Kentucky. I don't remember if that was announced on Wednesday when we did our episode, but I thought we briefly touched. I think on we it briefly touched on it. Um, huge gift for the Wildcats. I mean, they they want a guy to follow up Will Levis, mm-hmm. and Will Levis was not great, but Devin Leary could be. I'm really excited to see what he's able to do in that offense. Um, DJ Uyunglele goes opposite on the state of Oregon. Compared to his brother Mateo, who went to Oregon, mm-hmm. DJ going to Oregon State to be their quarterback potentially next Very season. Uh, That's a solid pickup, though, there for Oregon State out of the I, portal. It could be. But it very well could be. And Smith is building, and to get a DJ Uyunglele's coming in there. Mm-hmm. We lost you there for a second. I uh, I, yeah. But, yes. Um, it's huge. It is huge for Jonathan what, Smith. What I think what you was trying to say was it's a big a big, big gift for Jonathan Smith. They're building something mm-hmm. really good in Corvallis, and it, it's, it's my, cool to see that they're I'm, getting a yeah, big time. I'm, I'm cutting in. So if, if I if I have to leave and come back, whatnot, I, I do want to make sure that, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not – or anything like that and, and 
it's it's kind of been spotty at times, but we'll we'll get it worked out before the next episode for sure. Keaton Slovis announced yesterday he's going to transfer to BYU to become Mormon. No, I don't, I don't know if he was or not already, but Keaton Slovis <laughs> to BYU is pretty big. Uh, that's cool, man. I mean, he could be really, really solid for BYU. They're going to have to replace Jaron Hall, and we saw in the bowl game they were not very good without him. So mm-hmm. Keaton Slovis could be exactly yeah. what they need. I think he could yeah. fit into Kalani Sataki's offense really In all well. seriousness, I think he fits the offense very well since he's such a smart, cerebral pocket passer, like, that's exactly what BYU needs. Yeah, and and Uh, you talk about, I mean, how well he was doing out on the West Coast. I mean, this is maybe just needing to get back into that, uh, I mean, obviously not West Coast, but going back into that, you know, that time zone, getting reacclimated on on that part of the country. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Getting back into this, Jack Plummer is projected to go to Louisville, which is a big-time reunitement with Jeff Brom if he's able to get there. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, transferring out of Cal, transferred from Purdue to Cal initially when Aiden O'Connell took over. And now Plummer and Brom, that could be a big yeah, big get over there, especially with the with Austin Reed backing out of a commitment uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, we talked about Emory Jones, JT Daniels to Rice. That's a big time get for the Owls. I know. I think we talked about that as well the other day, but I'm still, still somewhat hyped about we that. Sure so did, yeah. bear with me. Um, Xavier Ward transferring from Washington State to Sam Houston State. It'll be interesting there. But I don't really have much else in terms of. Oh, Donovan Smith is going to Houston from. Texas Tech. That'll be. Did a good... we talk about Emory Smith to Cincinnati? That's, that's the other oh, Emory Jones. But yes. Emory Jones. Emory yeah. Jones. Yeah. I don't know why I said Emory Smith. Yes, but... we did, and, and it, it, that's a big because you had just heard for... Donovan Smith. Yeah, something like that. I'm gonna hope that was it. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. Donovan Smith is actually. I think he will fit into that Dana Holgerson offense really well. I mean, you talk about what I don't uh, with you. you know how Holgerson's has adapted the air raid from his days at Texas Tech and now over at Houston. I think that's a perfect quarterback for Holgerson to get down there. Yeah, to no, replace Clayton too. Absolutely. I'm trying to look through just see if there's any other kind of bigger names I want to discuss here in the portal. Um, and truth be told, there's really not a lot. Chris Marshall leaving Texas A&M. He's committed to Ole Miss. I don't know if we've got a chance to talk about that, but that's a, a good pickup for, for the Rebels. So. Um, I still can't believe Austin on. Ra-Ra Thomas is going to Georgia. And there was somebody else. Uh, Dominic Lovett is going to Georgia as well from Missouri. Wow. Yeah. Those are kind of the two bigger We were on the wrong side of a four-point game. I want to be on the right side of it next time. Yeah. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Maybe not an exact quote there. Yeah. Um, It's kind of all I got for right now for the transfer portal. I don't want to get too far into this. We talk about it every single time. We'll try to come back to it later on when we get some bigger names. and Especially the quarterbacks really start falling into place. Like, Grayson Mm -hmm. McCall is going to be a big time. Big time and, talking point whenever he does yeah. decide to commit. 
And I'm sure as soon as as we see more and more of the quarterback commitments, we'll see more and more of the um, running backs, receivers, even defensive players yeah. fall into place. So, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that, let's just go ahead and pull up the slides for the last – week of games or well last half week of games going back to Wednesday we do apologize when we do the preview we're only going to go through Tuesday just for time purposes uh so that way uh we can get back to our families and stuff here today for Christmas we'll be back tomorrow of course um but anyways going back to the New yeah, Orleans Bowl that was played yeah going back to the New Orleans Bowl Western Kentucky uh, 44-23 ass whooping on South Alabama South Alabama just was not ready for this game at all they come out slow, yeah. and and Western Kentucky came out ready to go. Austin Reed, man, I bet yeah. Louisville wishes they had forked they over some more money. Quick I can and fast, that. and oh yeah, they were quick, they were fast. This is what we wanted to see Western Kentucky's offense look like all year mm-hmm. long. Uh, you know, this is reminiscent of how they looked last year with Bailey Zappi at quarterback, and Austin Reed just, you know, setting a new New Orleans Bowl record with 497 passing yards. They were quick, efficient, and even when they were slowed down, they had already built up a, a huge lead, and it was just one of those that they were like, you know, we got off to this quick start, and we just have to withstand the storm and be able to make a cutback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was a very impressive showing from the Hilltoppers offense. This is what we were hoping to see all year. Um, Definitely not what we got all year, and even that defense played better than they had throughout the year. South Alabama has a very potent offense, so it was very impressive that they were were able to slow down this offense like – Both teams were really slinging the ball around. I mm-hmm. think they did both set a New Orleans Bowl record for completion. So they were throwing the ball quite a bit around the, the yard. And, I mean, you look at that, like almost 900 passing yards combined between the two teams. It's just absurd. Yeah, that's not too, too surprising from either of these offenses, though. So, No, no. All right. Air Force goes out and just straight up dominates Baylor. Uh, more physical team. They get 10 wins for the third straight year. Uh, third straight full season, as you see there in 2020 with COVID kind of mm-hmm. shortened their year up. They didn't even play that many games. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor finishes 6-7 and seven under 500, and this is kind of disappointing. This is a, a year that we kind of thought was going to be much better for them. We expected more from Blake Shapin and, and this entire offense. Um, coldest temperature kickoff in their history, which it showed they were not ready for this game whatsoever. Yeah. No. And uh, Air Force was. Yeah, I mean, this, they, was, again, this was kind of what we were – I was just going to say, this is what we were talking about on Wednesday. How uh, much was the weather going to be a factor? And, you know, with what Baylor was trying to do, it, it didn't seem like it was going to work well, and it didn't. Um you know, it, it's for Baylor, what I noticed is all year long, they were a young team, and I think that they're really primed to make another Big 12 championship run here in the next couple of years, uh, as long as they get the right piece in at quarterback. Um, but it just, 
showed really the the lack of experience, especially late in the season. And you know, it was a pretty good season and a really good start. But never forget that uh, this was a team that Desmond Howard had in there in his uh, playoff before the season started. It's definitely a bold strategy, even at the start of the season. Like we all definitely yeah. thought Baylor was going to make some noise there in the Big Twelve. However, we were not. We were not expecting them to kind of have a comeback down to earth moment. Um, looking back, they definitely lost more than we had thought. But at the same time, credit to Air Force, they came out a hundred percent prepared, um, and did exactly what their offense is designed to do, like control the pace of play, yeah. um, not turn the ball over, and it shows they were excellent at doing that. And Tyler, did you say before the show started that Hazik Daniels is entering the transfer portal? Yeah, that's what I said on, on 24-7. That would wow. be interesting to see. Really will be. Yeah. Houston with a big time comeback, they end up beating Louisiana at twenty three sixteen. I don't remember exactly what the score was, but it was at least a ten point game at one point throughout the course of it. Louisiana came out ready to go, but Clayton Toon got him kind of willed this team to a win. And you see five and three in one score games. This is Louisiana's first bowl loss since 2018. This is their first season finishing below 500 since 2017, uh, 2018 season. Obviously, you can see that there. Um, that, that's just uh, impressive for Louisiana, but they're they're kind of coming back down to earth. No Billy Napier. They, they lost a lot of players to the portal with Napier's uh, departure. And, and it showed in Houston, yes. I mean, what a disappointment they were. They were supposed to be at least a 10-win squad. They closed it with 8-5. and five. I mean, good to close on a win and a gutsy win, but very disappointing. 100%. Well, I don't think anybody really saw what we were going to see from Tulane this year. Uh, nobody really kind of expected them to, to be the New Year's Six representative preseason. We were all kind of expecting it to be. Houston or, or possibly Cincinnati out of the American, if it, if not a UCF or an ECU. Um, nobody really had Tulane coming out of there. It's just one of those things that you look back at kind of like the, the some of the one-score games that they lost, uh, you know, the, the Tulane in overtime, the double overtime loss to Texas Tech. You know, some of those games are not going to, you know, end up killing you in terms of, you know, for your postseason. But as a group of five team, with lofty national aspirations you can't lose those kind of games you pretty much have to go unblemished and they didn't uh they played with fire way too many times they had more talent immensely more talent uh, than and they still fell behind i believe it was 16 to 3 in this game and then like you said it just took a you know herculean effort almost clayton toon putting the team on his back for them to be able to come back and win this game uh and even then it it was a almost a Hail Mary type pass down deep down the field on with like less than two to go that even put them in a position where they could go in and score that game winning touchdown. Yeah. yeah. And Toon's been impressive all year. Um, he's definitely been the reason this team has gotten to the point in Houston. 
but yeah, 100% on both things. Definitely a come down moment for Louisiana. Um, definitely sad to kind of see that Napier was the heart and soul of that team. Um, and to see them fall the way that they did so fast. Um, but Houston, Houston battled back. They had a very brutal start to the year and, um, they, they definitely turned it around the second half of the year, in my opinion, at least. I felt like they were playing consistent, more consistently offensively, and that even shows in this game. Um, Toon definitely was that offense, though. Wake Forest beats Missouri 27-17 in the Gasparilla Bowl. Um, Missouri lost five of seven games by less than 10, uh, well, 10 or less. A, a solid season for Missouri. There was a top point in this game where I thought they were going to be able to win this game. Brady Cook was phenomenal. He was pretty much what kept them in this game throughout the point. But it was really Sam Hartman to A.T. Perry and that combination that we've kind of grown to love with this Wake Forest team. They're able to get them to win. They go 8-5. and five. Uh, this, this is kind of a milestone. Ten seasons with eight-plus eight wins uh, in a season. And, and that's their fourth under Dave Clawson. So really cool for Wake Forest to, to finish out 8-5. and five. Again, a good win. Uh, will Sam Hartman return? Unsure. Will A.T. Perry return? Unsure. But all I know is if, if that was their last game, that was a hell of a game to go out on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we talked about it on, on Wednesday that uh, Hartman was was uh, just a, tied for the record. Now it has the all-time for ACC passing touchdowns. It would be a shame if he didn't return and kind of keep chasing after like a Phillip Rivers and, and there's some other records that he could really go for. And and we really could see this Wake Forest team potentially get eight plus wins yet again. They could be closing in on 10 if, if, if Perry and, and Hartman return. I've seen rumors of him going to Notre Dame. I don't know if I buy that. Uh, I, I really do think that if he's not going uh, to go ahead and, and move on with his career, I think he'll come back to Wake Forest. Yeah, and I agree with that statement as well. He, at this point, Hartman and Perry both are probably Wake or bust as far as, as, far as college goes. Um, but definitely credit to what Clawson has built there, especially offensively. He's breathed. Yeah. breathed so much life into this offense it's insane um and credit for credit to missouri because this game definitely was felt closer than a 10 point game like they were yeah it felt like they were always in it and they they're they're building something there under um Drinkwitz and Curious to see the future there for Missouri as well. Yeah, that was a kick-ass shirt that Drink was had on during that oh, game. Hell swing yeah. your sword, Mike yeah. Leach shirt. That was great cool. Tribute. Really, uh, really great. And uh, Dana Dana Holgerson wore a, a state hoodie too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it did that. We had care. it typed out properly. It, Middle Tennessee State wins over San Diego State on a late field goal. Um, Jesus. Yeah, minus 61 yards rushing as a team. 
Um, Middle Tennessee State was bad. San Diego State was worse. Yeah, somehow, why they lost. Um, this this was a terrible football game. <laughs> to be completely honest, like it, it was so sloppy <laughs> it, 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 until it, until teams like they started kicking field goals back and forth. It just it was not a good game for, to watch as, as a fan. Um, but congrats to Middle Tennessee. I was the only one who gave me sole possession to first in the pick'em group right now. So congratulations! I'll take it. That's all I'm. That's all I have to say about this game. It was it was a very put, bad put game a, to watch. Put, put a, yeah, I. I, I made the right decision by not watching it by doing uh, family stuff instead last night. Uh, but yeah, it sounded like it was just a, a pretty abysmal offensive performance. And that's kind of what we expected, unfortunately, with uh, when we were talking about this on when we didn't expect negative 61 yards rushing from Middle Tennessee. San Diego State was actually able to move the ball and, and get over, you know, I think 300 yards of offense, but just couldn't get a, a touchdown to save their lives. If they made one more field goal or if they couldn't turn one of the field goals into touchdown, they would have won, you know, probably going away. But such is not the case. Yeah. San Diego State's defense was played as advertised. Um, anytime that you hold a team to minus 61 rushing yards and it's not on NCAA 14, fucking impressive. Um, but overall, very, oh, very sloppy offense as a whole. Just brutal and ugly game. Um, not enjoyable at all. Yeah. So there's a stat that I actually I wanted to look up. So let me see if I can find it. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Just bear with me for a second. That's going to yeah, take a minute. By the way, San Diego State like had... the least rushing yards in a win? Well, no, no, no. San Diego State had five turnovers in this game, which is part of why they lost when mm-hmm. you look at their stats. But I'm, I'm trying yeah. to find something more specific here. Maiden looked um, like he was trying to do his um, best interpretation of a modern-day gunslinger for sure. Like well, so there were there were seven sacks in this game, by the way, uh, from San Diego State's defense. I mean, they were phenomenal. And Chase Cunningham had nine carries, uh, but seven of those were sacks for negative ninety-one yards. I mean, it was really him that was the sacks on him were what really killed them early and throughout this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they were able to find ways to to defeat that uh, situation. And it made it work, but that's what I was looking for because I know San Diego State, they were making a killing in the backfield through the first half to three yeah. quarters of this game. Uh, but Either way, ugly game. <laughs> yeah, I closed that out. Now we go into previews. New Mexico State and Bowling Green. I've been back and forth on this game, but, man, I'm going to buy into Jerry Kill. New Mexico State is going to continue their undefeated record in bowl games over Bowling Green today. This is their first bowling bowl appearance since 2015. Uh, I just, I just, I'm sure that was probably this bowl game as well uh, when they played it. But. Nope, that was the Arizona Bowl or Copper Bowl or whatever it was known as. Oh, at the okay. Time well, in Tucson. Yeah, I think it was Arizona. It well, was against us and we lost. Oh, shocking. Either way, I'm still going to go to State. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take Bowling Green. I think I'm, I've been more impressed with what I've seen from the foul on their off, especially in Mac play, watching 
all the uh, Mac After Dark weeknight games that we watched uh, together over the season, I really was impressed. I think that, you know, New Mexico State was pretty good, but, I mean, we can, you know, without trying to be mean, we can pretty much agree that we don't think that New Mexico State, you know, really should have been here. They had to basically lucked out, and, and I know this is going to sound awful. I'm not trying to make it sound this bad. But the game that they were scheduled to play, they were not going to win against San Jose State. And then when that game didn't get played because of the terrible circumstances of, of that San Jose State player um, with his death, that you know they, they got to replace that game with FCS game that they easily won. Um, I'm going to take Bowling Green. But they had the waiver to begin New Mexico State has had a fantastic year. Yeah, I know. But – but you're, you know what I'm saying that because of the waiver, you know the, if they had played that game instead of needing the waiver or getting, you know, asking for the waiver, they weren't going to beat San Jose State. I'm gonna say this, I'm not necessarily going to fully agree with that statement, just because there's no givens on the gridiron. Yeah. We see upsets all the time. That's one of the reasons why we keep on coming back to college football. And so, yes, oh, on paper, absolutely. it looked like San Jose State was going to win that game. But at the same time, we've seen San Jose State struggle throughout the year. Yeah. And so I don't fully buy that narrative that that, that they were going to be 5-7 and seven guaranteed. Anyways, that aside... Um, this, this game definitely is one that's back and forth for a reason. I think it's going to be a very close game. I have NMSU winning. I think that Jerry Kill has this team 100% bought in with what he wants to do. And like, yes, they're not going to put up the most amount of yards or the most amount of points. But they're a very tough, scrappy team, and they're going to hang around in every single game that they're in as much as they can. Yeah. I was about to say, I I look back and and kind of go off of what you said. I look back for New Mexico State, and I look at that Liberty game as kind of a a turning point for them. I know they followed that up. They they played tough against Missouri for what you would have expected. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. man, that that Liberty game, they come out and just whipped ass from – from the jump and and it really yeah. helped this team gather some momentum i mean it was i don't even remember what the score was i think it was 48 14 that's what i just read and bowling green just hasn't Something had like a, that yeah bowling green just hasn't had one of those uh types of games yet honestly like they've won a lot of close games and they've been really good in close games but they've gotten their ass kicked in the handful as well so i I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens uh, between these two. I think it's going to be a fun game. This might be one of the better mm-hmm. games, and thankfully it'll be on tomorrow to be able to really find out early yeah, what sure. this one will be all about. Absolutely. The Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, between Georgia Southern and Buffalo. This time I'm going with Georgia Southern. Kyle Van Therese has been phenomenal uh, at times. Now, he's also had a, a big case of the turnover bug this season at the same time. But I just think that this Georgia Southern offense is going to be better than Buffalo's offense. Buffalo's been good as well at times. I just think that uh, Georgia Southern has a little bit more to offer in this game. 
Yeah, the last time we saw Buffalo out on the gridiron, it was less than a month ago. They had to win a game against Akron that got rescheduled because of the snowstorm up there in Buffalo. And even still, it was one that they really struggled to put away a really bad Akron team. I just don't have any faith in the Bulls. I, I know that, you know, Van Trees, like you said, has struggled with turnovers at times. But I'm trusting in the Eagles and Coach Clay Helton. I'm going to take Georgia Southern as well. That was a hell of a, of a three-quarter quarter shot to end the half. Sorry, I, I just saw the highlight of that. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, too, have Georgia Southern. I trust that offense a little bit more. I don't know what we're going to get from Buffalo just as a team in general. There's been times this year where they've done really well against great opponents, like, for instance, Ohio. But then we've also seen them immediately follow it up with a with terrible losses. Like, I don't know what Buffalo team mm-hmm. is going to show up, so give me the Georgia Southern Eagles. I don't know, but I bet they'll wear blue. Especially with close to home field advantage. Mm-hmm. All right, Memphis and Utah State in the first responder bowl. I think this is a terrible, terrible matchup. Uh, Seth Hennigan is going to have a field day against this Utah State defense. I think Memphis is going to win. They're going to win big. Um, this, is, this is honestly one of my least favorite matchups of bowl season, to be completely honest. Yeah, I'm sure it's got to be even worse for for Cam since this is his team. I'm I'm sure he's happy that that they're even in to begin with. But I I hate to break it to you, I wouldn't uh, I, I don't blame for not trying to take off work and come down here to see this game because it feels like it's going to be for Bruce and I've got Memphis and I think it's not even close. I'm probably wrong, but go Aggies. No other reason for that. <laughs> that's, that, that's fine. Say, Nothing wrong with yeah. that. You know, somebody's yeah. got to be different. I, I think that defensively we have what it takes to kind of slow down Memphis, though. Um, I think that it'll be close at least for a little while. Not going to say it, but go Aggies. All right. <laughs> Coastal Carolina and East Carolina. This game was really good in my mind, up until the transfer portal started. Grayson McCall transferring out, mm-hmm. not playing. Um, give me ECU, and ECU is going to probably win big just simply with that situation going on. Yeah, the last time we saw Grayson McCall, we thought that they were going to be more competitive in that Sunbelt Championship game against Troy, and then, oh, how things have changed. Coastal Carolina lost Coach Chadwell. He's off to Liberty, and now Grayson McCall is also off to the transfer portal as well. I've been impressed with what we've seen from ECU. They've had some head-scratching games that they should have won that they didn't this year that really pretty much kept them out of uh, contention for the American Athletic uh, title and, and kept them out of the race with with two losses to you know Navy and Houston that aren't necessarily bad losses. I mean, the Navy one is the worst of all, but it wasn't yeah. like it was a drudging like the Houston one was. Um, but with that being said, I've got faith in Holton Aylers and this team. They're going to get their first bowl win in almost 10 years. Give me the Pirates. Swing your sword. Pirates are going to sl- swing that sword. Grayson Cole's been this offense all year for Coastal. Um, they're going to struggle without him. Give me ECU, and it's not going to be pretty. 
Wisconsin and Oklahoma State, these two teams are going to have to find a way to win without a starting quarterback. But on the bright side, Braylon Allen is there for Wisconsin. Oklahoma State does not have a Braylon Allen. Therefore, Wisconsin wins. This game is not going to be close. I think Wisconsin is going to absolutely just run right through Oklahoma State in this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tyler. I have not seen anything without Spencer Sanders. And for this Cowboy offense, they are just anemic at times. I've, I've not seen anything that I'm impressed with. Um, and, and with Braylon Allen really being the the deciding factor in this game is can Oklahoma State's defense keep him? I don't think they can. I've got Wisconsin winning. Yeah. And by the way, BJ and I are just guesstimating on Oklahoma State starting quarterback. We've seen I think Rankle's still hurt. Absolutely nothing. Um, as far as we know, BJ's 100% correct. Rankle's still hurt. If Rankle would have played, he wasn't bad um, replacing Spencer Sanders. Like, he was still not Spencer Sanders, and you could tell. Yeah. But I think that this would have been a closer game. Wisconsin wins either way, but. I think if Wrangell's able to go, it's a little bit closer um, than if Gundy's able to go. But, yeah, you guys are both 100% right. The, the presence of Braylon Allen is the difference. Yeah. All right. Well, there is a game I want to play real quick since we are done with these. Okay. Because the Coach Carousel seems All to be right. coming to an end. Seems to be. Now there may be some other other things going on. So with the Coach Carousel coming to an end, I think now is a good time, or at least as good a time as, as ever, to go ahead and take some time and kind of give our own little grades on some of the hires and, and even extensions that we've seen early on here in this, uh, this late season bowl season I, i'm not gonna say off season there is no off season for one and two this isn't even close to it yet so hang on let me switch headphones because my headset's gonna die so bear with me for a minute but we are gonna play this game in a minute. while he's doing that how's your christmas been so far bj it's been pretty good. Um, no complaints here. Uh, we've been just spending time together as a, as a family. And I know that you were also spending time with your family virtually, of course, this morning. Yes. And so, um, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's, it's always nice to, you know, even with, uh, even with, with spotty connections at times here for, for this episode, I, I feel like, you know, just being here with, with family and, and also getting to spend time with you guys has been, has made it really good. And, you know, I mean, it's not over yet. I've still got some presents to give out and that's the most important thing uh, today is to see, you know, looks on, on faces when, uh, when they get to unwrap presents. So 100% correct there, bud. I'll, I'll I'll be able to give a full play-by-play -play recap tomorrow when we, uh, we when we're back and I have a better connection to uh, for for video and everything. So all right, no for sure. Here we go. Are we ready? Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get it. So we're gonna start with contract extensions. Um, 
because I think that's going to be an easy, easy discussion to start with. So let's go ahead and once I can get to where I'm trying to be, I wanted to go with two extensions, but for some reason this... I have it pulled up already. I have it. I have it. It's just the website's being a piece of shit. Okay, here we go. So we're going to start with extensions. Dapo Sweeney extended. I think we can all say that's an A. I mean, who else are you going to get at Clemson? Uh, I don't like Dabo. I don't like Clemson, but that's fine. I mean, I think it's a good a good extension. And, uh, I mean, he's also a national champion, so I, I don't have any reason to give you other than A. If it can be good. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, decry the move or anything like that. Dabo has proven that he is a bit stubborn with changing with the game and changing with the times. And Clemson may end up regretting locking him in long term if, if they continue to kind of, you know, not get back to that next level where they could be a national championship contending team again. I don't think that'll be an issue once the playoffs expand, because as long as they keep winning the ACC, they'll they'll still have a chance to, you know, play for the national championship if they can win in the playoff. But I don't know if they're building up to that level yet again. Yeah, I, I'm with BJ. I'm going to give it an A minus. Yeah, I I was about to say I'm with BJ 100 percent A minus. We've seen his stubbornness yeah. not pay off at times. Absolutely. For these extensions, I'm thinking we're all going to be on the same boat for the majority of them. Like Mark Stoops, I'm giving another A two. Yeah. Kalen DeBoer, I think we can both yeah. agree that's an A plus. Absolutely. After a year plus. one, solid. I'm, I'm going to say this: ten wins in year one. Yes, but we've seen this before. We've seen successful coaches year one or year two get contract extensions like this, and it immediately bite a team in the ass. Look at well, we've all right now. hey, that, yeah, listen, but he didn't true. get an extension. He was already hired to that, so yeah. it didn't matter. Or. Michigan yeah. State as well. Well, like, that's just hilarious. So, like, um, <laughs> I, I, I will still give it an A. I just go with a flat A instead of the A plus. Well, so, okay, I'm just kind of skeptical. At the All moment. right, Nancy. Anyways, you're welcome. Yeah, that's uh, fine. <laughs> but, Lance Leipold, I get, I give an A to. I mean, I hate that. That's where he's staying, but. He's done a good job of Kansas. Getting them to a bowl appearance in year number two is is phenomenal. That's something nobody expected. Kind of like yeah. what we saw with Jim Mora. I mean, getting them to a bowl game in year one. Lance Leifold being there, I'm going to give it an A- minus only because I don't like that he's just confining himself to Kansas for the next six years unless somebody buys that out. But, I mean, he could build something, especially with the new Big 12. Kansas could be the, the team to beat there in a few years, potentially. So, I'm gonna. I'm, cool I'm gonna give it a solid A. I don't. I don't think he's limiting himself. If that's where he wants to be, and that's what makes him happy, I'm absolutely fine with them getting locked in and him buying in to the program and building it up the way he wants to build it up. I'm. I'm right there with you. I think it's a solid hire. I think he's gonna be able to put them in position to succeed where they haven't done so long term since the Mangino days. I, I'm really. I really do like. Was that long term? It was, you know, I mean, it was like for, two for years, Kansas three years, purposes, maybe. I'm, I'm yeah, two or three years, but that's for, for Kansas program. football purposes. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying yeah. I, I don't think long term is a word I would use. I mean, even in comparison, I, I just don't. When, when, 
Oh six and well, 08, when you compare a decade plus of years. losing seasons to two or three years winning in a row, I think that they'll take that as opposed to. Oh, well, yeah, they'll take that. But I'm just saying, I I wouldn't years. say a long stretch. I would say a well, yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah. of good football. Mm-hmm. Good job. You had a keep to yeah. leave on that team. Like, yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Yeah, they brought in some good, solid yeah. talent there that hadn't been seen in Lawrence probably ever in the oh, program's yeah. history. Yeah. Uh, Everybody but, remembers Aqib Talib, but, but the talent they had offensively, Todd Reesing, I mean, that was a fantastic yeah, no, team. They, especially they were good. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying they weren't good. I am just simply saying I, that, that all my point was is that three years in the scheme of yeah, college football – is not a long time. I don't care who it is, but it was a stretch of success. No, I, I will give it that. Anyways, we can move on. I'm not sitting yeah. here to argue about fucking. Oh, also for me, I, yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> for my official grade for that, I go. I'm gonna go with an A. Like we've seen. I'm not. I'm not arguing about Charles. Kansas football on my fucking Christmas. All right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyways. Oh man, uh, not my Christmas. I'm skipping one for now because I'm coming back to it. We know who I'm talking okay. about. Arizona, Jed Fish. Yeah, I like this. Arizona was good this year, and they're going to be really good next year, I think, especially if Delora comes back and they get some of these guys that are really, really good. I don't know if Jacob Cowing's eligible to return. They've kind of hit the portal pretty well a little bit. Arizona, man, that's a team to, to look out for. Um, next season, they may be pretty damn good uh, and could get – Again, bowl eligibility at least. Yeah, you took a you know some of the one score games that they lost this year and and turn them around. They, they could easily have been a bowl team. Uh, you know they were close with USC, close with Washington, and, and close with a couple other teams. They even beat UCLA. I think this is a solid move locking him in. I'm going to give it an A. I feel fine. Give me an A as well. I think it's a good move. I, 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 being objective, anyways. I think it's a good yeah. move. You see what he's built up so far. Um, as much as I hate to admit it, like he's done a very good job of building up this program in the couple of years he's been there. Yeah, and it's a night and day difference compared to even the rich. Has my camera been off for a while? Yeah, I figured that it was for yes. a reason. Like, sorry, I didn't mention it. No, I really, uh, I think I turned it off when I got yeah. up to throw something away a minute ago, and when I was get, doing the, the headphones, when I was switching the headphones. But like, I, I thought I turned yeah. it back on. Yeah. Okay. Oh well. No, I, I, thought I turned it on when I came back. I went and grabbed, the headphones I went and grabbed a, a, uh, a beverage, uh, not alcoholic beverage, just a, a beverage. I don't know if I can say there their name on, on the <laughs> you imply it <laughs> unless you want to get them to sponsor us it's it's like it's the same as a drug anyways <laughs> no um but anyway i'm hitting the water anyways i just realized when i turned the camera back i was like oh this is different i don't think i had this on this whole time anyways moving on pj fleck i, I give it an a but that grade's going to start to slowly dwindle down. Like I'm really on the verge of an A minus because it's starting to dwindle down. They're not eating the expectations, especially five years in that we really expected in a weak, weak Big Ten West division. 
you got to do better than that. They're about to get rid of divisions in an even tougher version of the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. I mean, I the expectation drops at that point. But until then, you have to – yeah, you have to you have to be able to win the West, and you got one more year to do it, and that grade is going to just continue to to the drop. Yeah, and I I think that you know they've been ravaged by injury. Uh, other so I'm not necessarily going to uh, you know downvote the move. I, I think that this is a solid A minus uh, just because he's been building something up. They just for whatever reason. If they can figure out how to get their strength and conditioning better or something and, and avoid the injuries, they could easily – I think they could easily have won the Big Ten West the past couple of years. Well, they yeah. could have, but they, they didn't. Yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I know, they yeah. didn't. I'm not, say, I'm not saying the injuries yeah. didn't play some part in it, but even then, There's also I mean, been some questionable moves. 2020 was a really good team. 2019 yeah. was a really good team, and they still didn't do it. Um I and that's the thing that gets on my nerves with yeah. this, this idea right here. I, I definitely like what PJ Fleck yeah. has built there, though. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to go with an A minus as well because, I mean, it's hard to do better than him. Yeah. So. All right. Neil Brown, F. Next. F minus <laughs> since I'm yeah, I mean, one. I mean, seriously, get the <laughs> hell out of here. I, I don't know this excuse for. Um, that they're trying to use here to keep, to keep him around. I mean, it's like, oh, well, we got a new athletic director. Okay. Does the athletic director, like, control the team or something? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Last time I checked. Uh, this, this is a coaching problem. It has been a coaching problem, and I don't know why they refuse to fix it. So, until they do, yeah, Neil Brown, get fucked. You're getting an F. <laughs> That's what the F stands for, doesn't it, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this movie either. Uh, I think no, that F this is, is just friends. kind of a cop-out by West Virginia. U is for you and me. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not what it means. You know that. Uh, no, it's 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 very bad. I think that they're using it as a cop-out. I think that they're not wanting to make a change just yet for whatever reason. But it, until they do, they're not going to have success. And I give it any higher than an F. F minus for the lamest shit excuse for a fucking lack of change there ever was. <laughs> All right. Yeah. On to new hires. Biff Pogey, uh, former Michigan associate head coach, uh, getting getting hired to Charlotte. I really like this. I think he could do well. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be great. And given he doesn't have a whole lot of big-time coaching experience, I know he's a really good coach, though. Going to the American Athletic Conference, I think this is a solid B, B plus, just because – Experienced guy really knows how to how to coach players. It's just first time you're going to the American with a lot of your conference USA foes, but then to face some of the still really solid teams that are going to be there, it'll be interesting to see what Charlotte what Charlotte's able to be. Yeah, I'm thinking that it's going to be a B as well. Um, I, I I don't have a reason to you know not like the move. I just. I, I want to give it some time and see what he's able to bring in there and see if they can actually be more competitive, especially given what we thought of Charlotte, what they could have been preseason. And they just went out there and, and well, I mean, pooped schedule as opposed to doing good with it. So, 
Yeah, and I'm going to go with a B as well. Um, I think that it's a smart move for the short term. Um, maybe try to bring in a young assistant because um, you know you know that he's going to be able to build up that program. I mean, look at the difference he's made within Michigan in the few years that he's been there. Um, I think that he'll be a good, solid hire for a few years, but you're going to want a assistant there kind of as a head coach and waiting type of thing. And so I think it's a solid B hire. All right, Matt Rule, I think we can all agree on an A. I mean, Matt Rule's been really good at the two places he's been, a head coach being Temple and Baylor. Um, Not so good in the NFL ranks, but coming back to Nebraska, I think he can make some things happen. He's getting a solid quarterback at Jeff Sims, assuming that he's going to be the starter instead of Casey Thompson next season. If Casey Thompson returns, I don't know if he's eligible for return. But um, Uh, He should be. He, he should, should be, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think I think it would be a fun battle between Jeff Sims and Casey Thompson, then, if that's the case. But yeah. I think we can all agree on an A. I think Matt Rule is not going to turn yeah, around. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think what we've seen a couple you years, know, there's, be just there's a lot of – I mean, he went 1-11 in his first year at Baylor and then turned it around no. in year three with a 10-3 and three record. This is very similar. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, you know, there's a lot of coaches that have not had success at the NFL level. That doesn't mean that they're not great college coaches. I think Matt Rule falls into that category. I'm going to give it an A as well. Very good college coach. Yeah, I'm going with an A as well. Yeah. Kenny Dillingham, youngest head coach in college football. First one to be born in the 1990s. Got to love it's it. like our age, BJ. Yeah, born in 19... 19- Woo. Born in 1990. So, yeah, interesting. So, anyways, he is an Arizona State alum. He's never been a head coach anywhere. Going right into the Power Five. But he's hitting the portal hard, recruiting well. CBS Sports graded it a C+. I am going a little higher. I'm going to go with a flat B. I think it's a good hire. I think it's cool to get some a young guy in here and try to see what he could do as a first-time head coach. And how much worse can it get? 100% right there. Um, I think that it's a good, solid hire as well. I'm going to go with a B-. minus. Um, I... Partially just because I'm not quite as sunshiny and rainbowy as you guys, but I I think it's a solid hire, and we've seen what he's been able to do in the portal and in recruiting. He'll be able to relate well to the players. Um, I think he's made some good moves with assistance from what I've been able to see following ASU as closely as I do. Um, I think it's a good hire, so I'm going to go with a B minus for now, but it's still a solid hire. BJ? Hello, my friend. 
Okay, we don't have BJ at the moment. Okay. All right, Luke Fickle. We're gonna try to let's try to speed these up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Luke Fickle, great hire. I mean, phenomenal Cincinnati. A plus. I don't think there's any other way to go with that. I'm trying to, and I can't. A plus. Yeah, there went BJ. All right. Hugh Freeze. I'm gonna go A minus. I'm very curious to see. As long as he lost his assist, his former. As long as he lost his. Numbers. As long as he lost those numbers in his phone, he may be all right. Yeah, I think he's very solid. Like, we've seen what he does on the field. Liberty was a completely different team without him in their bowl game. Yeah. Um, give me. I'll, I'll go ahead and go with an A. I'll go a little higher than you do for once. <laughs> Just because I, I do think he's a good enough coach. It is an A higher, but we'll see. BJ, quick grades. Kenny Dillingham, Luke Fickle. Yeah, I, you uh, so Kenny Dillingham, I gave a C. I just kind of want to see able to do, no pun intended, uh, before I go any higher. I think it could work out pretty well. Luke Fickle, I think, solid A. I think he is going to be a fantastic fit at Wisconsin. He just seems like that kind of coach that knows the Midwest and can recruit really well in the Midwest. I think Wisconsin is going to be a force in the Big Ten for years. And I like Hugh Freeze. I think he's had, we've seen he can win the SEC. And now, basically, if he's doing what he was doing back then, maybe take away some of the, you know, the illegal uh, – Things that were in the school phone. I know you probably already made that joke, um, but as long as as long as he's not doing anything, numbers. you know. Yeah, as long as as long as he gets rid of the shady dealings, you know, just bring to the you know the he's able to get on the football field um, with the NIL stuff. I think this could be a really good hire for Auburn. A minus. Hopefully, Liberty helped him find those Christian values. Probably not. All right, Brent Key at Georgia Tech. I think this is a B. I mean, he was four and four uh, after Jeff Collins <laughs> was gone. Unfortunately, they were already kind of out of things uh, at that point. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say just a solid B. I think they'll be okay. Um, and they get Haynes King coming in too. So I'm really kind of excited for this team next year. They may be a bold team come come to the end of it. Yeah, with what he's been able to do. Yeah, so it really depends. Sorry, yeah, I'm on a been, delay. Y'all go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. What he's been able to do so far in recruiting, and especially within the portal, they're at, at a school that does not change their academic standards at all, um, has been very solid. I'm going to go with a B as well. Um, BJ, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it might help me out in the future just because I'm, I'm trying not to but it's it's tough i I apologize i'm gonna go b minus i think that this is just kind of one of those things that who else is georgia tech really going to get who else is going to want to go to that program um i'm not so sure i was hoping they were going their savior i think he'll be (laughs) yeah i know who you were hoping they were going for too um i i don't think that he's going to be bad i just don't think he's going to you know take them to that level that they were even back as a triple option team. Uh, I think they can, I think they're seeing right now the way they're built and, and it, you know, the, the way that they're wanting to build up is probably seven, eight wins. And I think that they'll take that at Georgia tech with Brent. 
but I'm, I'm just going to have to wait and see. I'm going to give it a B minus. Trent Dilfer at UAB has never been a head coach at the college level before. He had some success at the high school level. Um, has he coached at the college level at all? No, not at all, which is what's going to be interesting to see. Uh, they just played in the Bahamas Bowl recently. We just kind of talked about that. That was the first bowl game up. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going – I'm going with a C on this one, man. I I don't know that I like it. I, I saw him at the Bahamas Boys, well, kind of showing off his uh, Super Bowl rings, but that's flirting with girls. <laughs> he was. I would hope not. Oh, he was dude. showing the cheerleaders. He was showing the cheerleaders his Super Bowl ring, so I would hope that's not what he was doing. Um, show Yeah. I saw a meme. It was like, you see this? This is the. <laughs> <laughs> I can't that, that. That's what I was. Yeah. <laughs> this is the biggest participation trophy you can get right here. Yikes! <laughs> uh, anyway. Some of those memes is what I was referencing. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'd hope that's not what. Yeah. Doing. But anyways, I'm still going with the C minus. I just don't like this hire, man. And they're going. They're staying in the Conference USA, if I'm not mistaken. Or are they the ones? Are they one of the teams moving up? They are moving up. I'm done. Yeah, I was gonna say they are moving up. I'm, I'm doing a dynasty with a team in the American Conference. I just played them, and I still don't even know they're moving up. Anyways, UAB is moving up. They're going to the AAC next year. Makes me even less optimistic for this team. I really think UAB is going to have some trouble uh, over the first year. Maybe they'll get it figured out. Maybe they won't. Maybe the fact that they're hiring a Super Bowl winning quarterback, they think it'll help some recruiting, but I don't know if they know this. Uh, they got Auburn and Alabama in their state, along with Troy. This seems to be a better program. So, I was going to say, yeah, I don't know. I, I think UAB is kind of just stuck, and they're, they're going to be for probably a long time, anyways, and have been already. I'll go ahead and go next, BJ, and I'll just throw to you when I'm done. Um, but I'm going to go with a D. Plus. That's like, fine. I, we've seen far too many of hires like this bite teams in the ass um he's a very good high school coach and i do think that he could be a good college coach i just think coming straight up to what is the sixth best conference in college football arguably is kind of a rush job there and so i think dilfer is going to struggle and i think it's a d plus higher yeah i don't know i don't know if you can say there's a clear-cut six best conference now with everybody i, I said arguably for yeah. a reason well no i know what you're saying i'm just saying going on that conversation that mm-hmm. i don't think there's a clear-cut number six yeah. anymore i think we it's can have that hard. in the off season bj go ahead it's it's not a debate. I think the American is the sixth best. I mean, it is. There's a reason why they call it P six. And I I think you know when when you talk about high school coaches, trailer is the exception. He's not the rule. I don't like this hire. I think that it's very gutsy for UAB. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a, a, a solid C minus. If you said something, I got a whole bunch of static. So I, I know you had a like a really like. What the hell are you talking about, look? But I missed like half of what you said. It's, it, I'm just trying the best. I didn't over say here. a word. I, I, didn't, okay. I didn't say a word. 
I just, uh, I don't I, know how. You, you, I don't know how you can say that. Said enough. Three, I don't know <laughs> how you can something. say that. I don't know how you can say I'm the three best teams leaving the conference. Yeah, we we can we we'll have this argument at some point during the off season. We can rank the conferences. The best team staying is ECU, right now. Yeah, I, I don't. Or disagree. Tulane, that, I guess you could say that. That's why I worded it the way that I did. I was like arguably the sixth best because there is an argument to be made they call themselves p6 but they're gonna have to call that to change that to g1 maybe if they want to consider themselves the best (laughs) anyways we could go on from that another team going up to the american athletic conference currently constructed yeah another team going up to the american athletic conference which is such a win in my book fau can't believe they're yeah anyways tom herman hired at fau i'll give it a b Congratulations to FAU for getting a coach. Another another sloppy seconds from a P five team. Um, <laughs> enjoy it, I guess. This is like their third coach in a row that's <laughs> failed at a P five level and comes back down. Between Lane Kiffin, Willie Taggart, and yeah. Tom Herman, the only difference is Lane Kiffin finally found something. Yeah, so. that stop at Alabama really helped Lane Kiffin. Willie Taggart in Texas did not work. Um, Hom Terman at at Texas. I, know, I didn't know Willie Taggart coached at Texas. I mean, <laughs> Florida State. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyways, mm-hmm. anyways, me being an idiot aside, um, I, I think it's a solid hire just because I think Herman is a better coach than, for instance, a Willie Taggart. Um, I you think so. I mean, it's not well, hard to do. Well, but, I gave it away, man. Um, but I'm going to go with a B minus. I think it was a very safe hire. I, Oh, it's good. They'll yeah. be, they'll be it, middle to top hire. of the pack yeah. yearly between like, this the, conference. But it's yeah. just, again, when you're talking about teams that are going to a, a conference, it literally just, it, again, is, is sending off their top tier teams. How it's going to be a fight. Yeah. For, how good can you really say it is? Yeah. Like it's literally going to be too late ECU and then everybody else. And that's, that's the thing where I just don't, I, what entertainment value do you get from the American athletic conference with all those teams leaving mm-hmm. and, and what they're bringing in? I mean, they bring in UTSA, which is, might be the best team they are bringing in. I don't know. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah. This is just mm-hmm. not an intriguing conference anymore. And they're lucky. They have the deal with ESPN. Because I don't, if it wasn't going to be there, I don't know who'd be watching it. Yeah. Um, I don't hate this move. I think that there have been worse moves made. I, I think that they, they swung and missed with Willie Taggart, but Lane Kiffin obviously was able to find success. We've seen Tom Herman have success at a, at a G5 level. I think he'll be just fine for what South Florida's wanting. I'm going to go ahead and give it a B minus. G.J. Kinney to Texas State kind of bumps him up to a potential contender in the Sun Belt West uh, division. I don't know if they're cutting divisions starting next year or not. I can't remember. We'll get more into that later. But still, I like what G.J. is able to do. He he was phenomenal. Great offense um, at Incarnate Word this season. 52.9 points per game going into the playoffs. Um this was just this was a damn good team, and then they won that shootout with Sacramento State. They played really tough against North Dakota State in the semifinals. 
I like what Texas State's got, and he's 34. I mean, they may give him some time. So Texas State could be a contender in the next few years. And not just that. He knows the state of Texas so well, especially the competitive recruiting area of DFW. He knows what works. He knows what doesn't work there. I think it's a absolute great hire for a team like Texas State that, unlike UTSA, really has not been able to find a foothold there in the state of Texas. Um, I'm going to go with a... I'm going to go with a B for now, but I I think that it was a very good hire, um, BJ. I hope this isn't the norm because I, I've seen, we've seen some success, uh, obviously, the past couple of years with UIW. That doesn't mean that they have been able to manufacture these. I mean, I, I liked the move to Washington State last year. And I do like this move. I'm going to give it a B as well. I just hope that, you know, teams aren't thinking that UIW is a powerhouse. Really big reason why Kenny had a whole lot of success this year was Lindsey Scott and finding, you know, really a, a diamond in the rough, if you will, and, and just being able to, to get the insane stats that he put up this year. I don't know if that's replicable at Texas State without, you know, finding another diamond in the rough, and that's going to be what he has to do to have success down there in San Marcos. I, I think it's going to be a good move. I just kind of want to wait and see before I, I go ahead and appoint him as the, you know, Texas state King or anything like that. All time leader. This is one of those spots with Texas state where I almost wish Brady McBride didn't transfer to app state because what he could potentially yeah. be able to do in this offense, we'll never know, but I, I wish he would have started. Absolutely. Around. As a defensive um, guy, I just shuddered for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, Alex Golesh, uh, Tennessee's offensive coordinator, going to South Florida. Can South Florida stop fucking around? This is a team that had the most success for a school going from one double A to one A ever. Yeah. In their first decade, and they've shit and pissed it away, like, like that. Yep. I don't know what you could do. I, I really don't. This is just pathetic. This is a terrible hire. I don't like it at all. Uh, and therefore, I'm giving it a, a flat D there. No chance this works. I think he'll be out within three years. Yeah, I'm going with the D minus. Florida is another very competitive state, and they're going in the wrong direction here. You have, you're 100% right in saying that the top of the conference is up for grabs, and you make a move like this. Literally, it's hanging above everybody's yeah. head, and they're like the 4-8 guy trying to reach yeah. it. I mean, it's just... It, it's it's like me grabbing a rebound if we ever do play basketball together. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just... It's unbelievable. Like They're, they're literally dangling at it at, dangling it at the 9-foot mark on a rim, and, and they're, they're the 4-8 kid trying to jump up and just yeah. touch the net. It's just, it's just not happening. Uh, and, and this higher really kind of solidifies my opinion of USF. I think it's a dumbass high. I, I just, 100%. at this point, I wonder why they still have an athletic director to be completely honest. I mean, it's, it's miserable. That is a God awful decision. And I don't know who made it, but they, they deserve to be fired. Dumbass. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I said uh, South Florida earlier when I was talking about Tom Herman. I meant to say FAU. I just wanted to make sure I clarified that. I'm not a fan of this move. I think Tennessee ran like eight plays all year long. That's all their offense was really was, and they just want to go with tempo. South Florida can't do that. South Florida will not be able to get the athletes at Tennessee to get to make that offense work, and it will just blow up in its face again for South Florida. And like you said, this is really disappointing that this program cannot get out of its own way mm-hmm. and try to find the success that they had back in the late aughts that, that really, you know, put them on the map. This, this is going to, I really do feel like this is going to go in flames, go up in flames. So I'm going to give it a D minus. Also, I'm going to add one last thing. A lot of that offense and a lot of the offensive play calling was thousand percent Josh Heupel. He was a coach here for a couple of seasons, and that is a staple of his offenses. That was 1,000% his offense. Golish did not have anything to do with it. So, Well, anyways. Yeah. Coach Prime to Colorado, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying an A-minus at least, and I'm going to stick with A-minus. I'm not going (laughs) to – I'm not going to go and say A-plus. Like, this isn't Luke Fickle. This isn't a guy who's had success, you know, as mm-hmm. it's gone on and been able to build. And then, But what he's been able to bring in, I mean, he's br- brought in his kid, two kids. He's brought in Travis Hunter. He's brought in, you know, he's flipped a couple f- big-time recruits already. I have no issues with this situation. I have said my piece on Coach Prime and what he's going to be able to do. I expect nothing less than playoffs in four years, to be honest, with what he's able to bring in and what I assume he's going to do on the recruiting trail. However, I'm going to weigh the expectation a little bit. And I'm just going to say A-. minus. I think it's a solid job right now. But nothing proven beyond the level of HBCU. And, th- and that's where I have to sit back and say, okay, let's – Let's hold off. Well, let's let's wait a little bit and see what happens. A great coach, a great person from everything I've seen. I mean, you know, the guy comes off as arrogant and cocky, and he is. He has a right to be, however. But the guy also cares about his players, and, and you cannot prove anything other to me after some of the stuff I've seen between Jackson State, the way he departed, um, and the way he really wanted to make sure that those the kids at Colorado – I mean, look, you can think he's an asshole for the things he said. But I would rather somebody come in and be straight up, straightforward and honest than, than sugarcoat things and be like, you know what? Maybe maybe this will work out for you. Because it's not. It's not going to work out for the majority of them to Colorado. So, I mean, he was straightforward. He was brutally yeah. honest, but sometimes that's what you need. So, I, I like it. Again, A- minus is yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think I have ever seen a coach be that open and honest um, in a locker room speech, especially right after taking over um, someone taking over a program, especially one like a CU Boulder that has been so bad for so long. I think that it's a great move for CU. And I'm going to go with an A- minus as well. I think that there it's definitely a step in the right direction, though, as long as they're willing to 
put their money where their mouth is. They've talked about wanting to change up NIL rules. They've wanted to wanting to not necessarily have as high an academic standard as what they've had in the past as far as acceptance goes. And so I think it's a very good, solid move as long as they do actually do those. BJ, go ahead. Yeah, and this is going to be uh, where I have to go after Coach Prime. I will be able to uh, give you guys the rest of my opinions when we do our episode tomorrow. I think this is going to be a really good move. I'm going to hold off on you know going at you know above and beyond, kind of like you have as well, because there is there is something to you know for there are people that are you know really frowning on the move or, or or don't like the move have you know some legitimate reasons to you know, say that this is not going to work out. I don't think that they're going to be, you know, bad or anything like that. I just, you know, the reason most given is that because he was able to do it in HBCU and, and not at the P5 level. I think we're going to wait and see, but I think he'll be able to rise in. I think he'll be able to utilize that talent. And I think he'll be able to succeed. So I'm going to give it an A minus. I'm going to say Merry Christmas to both of y'all and to everyone. And we will, uh, I'll catch y'all on the flip side for tomorrow. Merry Chrysler. All right. Merry Christmas, BJ. We'll see you later. Back on Thank and you. moving on. Jamie Chadwell to Liberty. Got to give it an A. I mean, you saw what he was able to do at Coastal Carolina. It's a lateral move. Liberty's joining the Conference USA. Congratulations to Liberty. That's a, that's a big-time hire for, for that squad. They're probably the favorites going into next year in the CUSA, I'd have to say. Yeah, and no offense to Coastal Carolina. We've seen what Liberty Liberty has been willing to do with their football program as well. I feel like they're willing to do a little bit more with their football program than Coastal. And so I think that this move has a lot of upside for right now. I'm like you, a good coach. It might take a year or two since that's going to be a changing of schemes in general. But I do think... I don't think so because I think think Salter's going to fit right in as as long as he's who they go with. I think he's going to fit right into that spread option, air raid style that they've got. Mm-hmm. I, I think Liberty's the, in a really hybrid, good spot yeah. with Chad. I think they're in a really good spot with Chadwell. Um, mm-hmm. Who I don't think is in a good spot is a team that Chadwell left is Coastal Carolina. That was a shit. Tim man. Beck, who, why? Why is that who you go for? You should have a higher expectation. This guy hasn't had a top half of the country offense in his entire career. I mean, between his three years at NC State, his two seasons at Texas. Uh, sorry, he had – let me see. Oh, sorry. One of his six seasons as an offensive coordinator, he's had a team in the top half of the country. And that was a year at Texas, which had one of the better offenses. that you. It would be a shame not to. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely unbelievable. I, this is an F. He's going to be fired 100%. There's no way this one works out. So, yeah, just go ahead and drop this one right right down the drain. Congratulations. As, as soon as I heard it, I was like, that. that is not a hire that I would want, especially right after Chadwell, who has had so much success and 
quite frankly, built your program. Um, terrible hire. Um, F, thousand percent right there with you. All right. Scott Satterfield at the Cincinnati. This is just a C. This is average. He was okay at, at App State. I mean, he was actually really good at App State, but, I mean, what can you do when you, when you take over a program like that? And then uh, at Louisville was okay. And, you know, 25 and 24 in four years was decent this year. Cincinnati going to the Big 12, I just don't know that I like it. He's got Emory Jones coming in to kind of run this offense unless Evan Prater takes a job, and I would really hope it's Evan Prater, to be honest. I just don't like this hire. I think I think this is a, a C-minus to a D-plus. I mean, it's just – this is such an average situation right now, and I, I would – I hate it because, they're again, they're in a tough spot. They're transitioning to the Big 12. You could have went and got anybody else, and uh, this is not my – not the move I'd make. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I think it's kind of an average move. Um, I'm going to go with a C as well. It's a, it's a very safe hire. Like, you know what you're going to get more or less from Satterfield. And I think that it'll be intriguing to see what he's able to do there. But give me a C, and hopefully he's not able to bump heads with administration the way that he did at Louisville. Yeah. Kevin Wilson going to Tulsa for the Ohio State offensive coordinator. This is his second job as a head coach. He was at Indiana uh, and was under 500 in five years there. Tulsa's not a great place to win, but as an offensive coordinator, I think he can make this happen. I don't know if Davis Brin's coming back. That's kind of the guy that I really look for to help this team out if they're going to do anything. And, um, so nothing crazy for Tulsa. I think this is kind of a C, C plus. I think it's a good hire. It's decent. But they're just such a middle-of-the-road team. I don't really foresee them being any more than seven, eight wins on a good year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of have the same thoughts as you, kind of C minus. I will say he's a great offensive line. And so into the American con- – into the AAC – is a very good move for him as far as like another head coaching job. And um, he was, he was building something at Indiana. Like, yeah, I mean, he had some good stuff going, but it was just, it was just kind of a slowly momentum was building there. It's just a shame. He allegedly beat players. So. Yeah. I forgot. That's actually why he got fired. But yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I, I think he'll be okay. Barry Odom at UNLV, man, that's nice. And if UNLV can start racking up some Caesar's Palace money, my God, they'll be they'll be running. Um, they got Barry Odom and then uh, Bobby Petrino coming in to be their offensive coordinator. Oh yeah, give me that. This for UNLV standards, this is an A A level hire. For college football standards, this is a B level hire. Um, but I think UNLV could be bowl eligible and. and kind of working their way towards conference championships. And if they can get the NIL stuff working the way I think they should in Las Vegas, oh, man, look out. This is going to be – this could be a really good team in the coming years. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go with a B-minus here. I don't think Odom's a terrible coach. Um, we saw him 
make some very questionable decisions at times at Missouri, though, which is still a better program than UNLV quite possibly ever will be. Um, and I, I do like the moves that he's made as far as assistance go. Like, I will say that. And that's originally I had it more as like a C, C plus higher. And so I think that's what pushed me more towards the B minus. But I, I liked what Arroyo was building. And so I just think it was a very questionable decision to fire him from the start. So. All right. Jeff Brom to Louisville. I mean, this is, this is an a minus to an a higher for me. I mean, he's, he's great for the program. First off, I mean, he was a player there, his son was a player there. He's got a really good offensive style. That's going to work really well in the ACC. Rumor has it, which I talked about with the transfer portal stuff. Jack Plummer's coming to join that offense. Jack Plummer's got experience in the offense. Louisville's got some really good receivers and running backs already in the program. Wow. Give me this Louisville team to be really good next season. I like it. I love it a lot, actually. So, yeah, I'm giving this an A for Louisville standards. I'm giving this an A for college football standards. I think this is a hell of a battle right here that we're going to be seeing. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think that this is a great hire. Um, Jeff Brom's already proven he's a hell of a coach. Um, And so I'll go with an A um, just to be slightly different, but I don't see how this move can fail, though. Yeah. Lance Taylor was a Louisville offensive coordinator this season. He's replacing Tim Lester at Western Michigan. I'm not spending a lot of time. This is just a C. He's not really got a lot of experience as a head coach. He doesn't really have a lot of experience as a coordinator either. It just kind of – this lends itself as an average hire, and this kind of lends itself as one of those that was a panic hire. So I'll give it a C for Western Michigan. Same C. Troy Taylor. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I don't know a lot about Troy Taylor, but what I do know is he was 30-8 and at the FCS level with Sacramento State in his four seasons. Um, but that's not the Pac-12. I don't care what you can do at Sacramento State. I care about what you can do at the, at the Power 5 level at this point. I haven't seen anything that proves to me that he can be. Therefore, I'm going to go ahead and just say this is an average C across the board for this one as well because we don't know enough, in my opinion, to really be able to give this a grade. Now, I know we're supposed to, but I just I think this is going to be average at best, and, and Sanford might be looking for a while to try to find their next coach. But let me throw something out there. Let me throw an idea out there. Andrew Luck. I don't know if he's interested in coaching. I was going to say the biggest thing is is knowing his personality. I don't know that he'd be willing to coach. I disagree. I think he would. He he'd be a different style of coach. But oh, I'm absolutely. Interested. Yeah, I'm interested. I think I think he might. He might, and he would be good at it too. He would. He knows the game. I I don't disagree with you. At uh, all. I, I <laughs> I'm just saying, if this fails, you kind of get that Mulligan hire mm-hmm. as an AD. Maybe you go for that guy real quick, and if mm-hmm. it fails, fine. But you know, if, we're, if we want to talk about somebody that could maybe do something for Stanford, 
I just don't know. I mean, Stanford's kind of one of those spots where it's really hard anyways. Again, you got to battle all these recruiting styles and you got to battle the California the best, schools. The yeah. ones that don't uphold their, their academic standards. Mm-hmm. Well, Stanford's one of the best in the country in terms of at the power five level academically, they're not risking that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's just, news, if you go higher. five and seven, your APR qualifies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm gonna go with a solid C here. I he's a good offensive mind. Um, I remember him at Utah. He was a very good offensive coordinator there, and he did a lot to change it, change it up. That's really where we started to see the shift more into the modern Utah offenses compared to what they had been running. And so I think that it's potential it it has its upsides um it's going to be a more modern offense than we've probably ever seen at stanford but i i you you throwing that monkey wrench in though like that has me thinking and i'll go with a c for now uh purdue's getting ryan walters the defensive coordinator from illinois he was really good as a defensive coordinator but replacing jeff brom i i I don't know, man. I don't like this very well at this current time. This is another one where it's just, I I really have to see it. This is kind of a a weird jump for me. I'm going to give it a C as well. I know I'm kind of sticking right down the middle on some of these. I just, I have a hard time seeing a lot of success with this hire. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'm going to go with a C plus, though. Um he's a great defensive mind like in looking what he was able to do on the defensive side of the ball we definitely will see improvement on that side of the ball for purdue where we've seen at times question marks over the past few years under brahm that's now going to become a very solid side of the ball um i am curious to. Well, see i don't know this is one of the better run defenses in the yeah. conference this season yeah and and I agree with you. Like, I think we'll see it taken to a different level, though. And I, I think, I think it's a good hire. I don't know how long. I I don't know if it's going to stick, though. So that's yeah. why. I'm going well, to and here's what I'm. Plus. Here's my thought. Like, as a Michigan fan who has to play Purdue next season, I I, I am less scared with Ryan Walters than I am Jeff Brom. Now, of course, they are coming. They're coming to the big house next year. Not so concerned. Talking to Colin, who's an Ohio State fan, about Purdue next year, they go to Purdue. We know what happens when Ohio State finds their way to West Lafayette. That was a great game. But even that's not scary anymore without Jeff Brom. It's just it's a really weird dynamic right now for for Ryan Walters. He he's either going to make or break his season next year. Uh, Eric Morris at North Texas. I'm going to give this a B plus. I think he's going to bring something to this this school, and hopefully a, a pretty solid offense too. Um, I, I'm fine with this. Eric Morris at, at North Texas a B plus. Yeah, and I I had the same thought B plus. Um, I I think it was a very good hire, and again, somebody who's super familiar with Texas recruiting. So. Kenny Burns starting his head coaching career at Kent State. I, I don't mind this. This is a good spot for him. 
to be at. He was an assistant under P.J. Fleck recently at Minnesota as a running backs coach. He also was there with him at Western Michigan. He also was an assistant at North Dakota State uh, during some of their runs. I think this is solid. He should know how to be a head coach. I think this is a kind of a B hire right here. Yeah, and I I had the same thoughts. Um, I think it's a very solid pickup, especially replacing a guy like Sean Lewis, who has built your program well. And I, I think we might see a continuation of it. Absolutely. All right, we got two to go. Zach Arnett replacing Mike Leach of Mississippi State. Just, I mean, what else can you do? You want to bring somebody in familiar with the team in a tough time, and uh, I, I'm going to give it a C because I don't know that he's going to be able to do what it, what Mike Leach did uh, and keep this program running as well as it was. But um, best of luck, honestly. Um, that's what I want to say. I'm not, I'm not going to say much more on it. Given the circumstances, it was probably the best hire possible. Um, very safe hire. It it's hard to say, given the circumstances surrounding that hire, though, um, with Mike Leach passing away. Um, you're a hundred percent right. I'm curious to see what happens if he is able to continue those philosophies that Leach has built. He is familiar with them. He had to go against them in practice every day. And so I I go with a C as well just because I don't know. Yeah. Brian Newberry replacing Ken Niamatololo at Navy. Hey, I'm not even that worried. I mean, this guy's a tough he is tough. Um, he was a semifinalist just for the Royals. Just look up a picture of him, and you'll yeah, see. Yeah, he is a tough. Son he's of a Navy bit. drill uh, sergeant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, either way, I mean, he, he was a f- semifinalist for the Royals in 2019. I mean, the Royals award is a hard award to win as a G5 coach, let alone a coach at Navy or a service academy in general. I I think this is going to be a fun. Fun one to watch right here. This will be interesting to keep up with as somebody who follows the the Navy football program. This will be this will be interesting. I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this an A minus. This is the best thing you could do, uh, given the the major fuck up you had. You kind of were able to remedy it by hiring a really good coach. This was easily the best course of action available because who the hell are you gonna bring in a high school coach? Otherwise, like, there's not that many colleges running the triple option anymore. So you have to bring in, to bring in a coach who's familiar with that. And going with the Niamantaloal tree is definitely a good option. And I think, I think it's a good hire. I'll go with a B plus. Um, I still think it was... I, after our conversation during the Army Navy game, I I felt like it was a dumb dumb decision, especially to handle it the way that they did. Um, but good hire, B plus for now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that rounds out our grading. That I did that as a time filler. I didn't think it would take as long as it did, but it did. So I mean, it works. It filled some time. But. That was good. Uh, here in the future, uh, we'll probably 
kind of once once the quarterbacks kind of get started filling out, I think we'll start kind of grading some of these transfer portals. Um, so we're, at least where the quarterbacks go, I'm not worried about anything else, but I'm worried about some of these top quarterbacks. So we're going to kind of grade their spot landing spots and what how they'll fit into those over some time. But I want to see more of the big names uh, find their place first. So with that, thanks everybody for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. We're going to have to go over the games that are coming up tomorrow as well, or on Wednesday, I mean. So we'll be getting those in as well. So, yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Oh, like, subscribe, comment, follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know the drill. <laughs>